Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast talking about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. This week we're chatting about a Disney experience a lot closer to home than usual. The Disney Magic is coming to the UK for some short staycation cruises over the summer. And although these cruises won't have the usual port stops, there's still lots of magic to enjoy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. Ahoy, Amanda. These, uh, these cruises Ahoy. have gone really well, haven't they? They've gone really... People have been very, very excited about these cruises. Uh, absolutely. Uh, they, the booking opened last week and, yeah, the whole world went mad. Or the, the UK, anyway, for these sailings, um, including me. Um, I may or may not have booked myself onto one of these cruises. <laughs> well, I know you have. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I mean, no, it's no. The, the, the very first one I'm on, the one that's going from Liverpool, which is really, really close to where I live. So... If Mickey's going to come that close to come and see me, then it would be rude not to go and uh, go and see, wouldn't it? It certainly would. Now, unfortunately for me, because uh, even though I'm British, my residency is not in the UK. It's only open to UK residents. Uh, plus, my vaccinations, because you need to be fully vaccinated. We're going to go through this a bit later, but you need to be fully vaccinated. Uh, and because my vaccines would be done in France, uh, I actually got mine uh, done the other day at Disneyland Paris at Newport Bay Club, which is strange place to, to have it but it was really great and really well done um it does mean to obviously it shows that my vaccines were done in france so i'm clearly not a resident of the uk so i unfortunately will not be able to go on one of these cruises but i'm looking forward to seeing all your photos and videos yeah no i'm very much looking forward to it i mean after so many cancelled trips to disney uh not being able to um go this this year um it will be yeah, really great just to have that Disney magic, even though it's just for a very short time. And yeah, social media, I mean, all my social media, I'm sure yours is the same, been full of lots of chat about what to expect. Um, and although we don't have all the details yet, there is quite a lot that we do know. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so before we start, it's important to note that uh, at, we are recording this on the 5th of May. Um, so this is the information that we've got up until now. Now, it, it could change at any point. Disney have to work with the UK government and follow the guidelines. So things can potentially change. Well, we're keeping all of our fingers and toes crossed that nothing will change. If anything, it will get better. Yeah, so um, they've set up um, a know-before-you-go uh, micro-site on the Disney Cruise Line website. We'll link that in the show notes and all of the important information is there. And they, they said they're going to keep that up, that updated as we go along. Um, so if you are booked on one of these cruises or you're thinking about going on one, then it's definitely worth checking out all of that information. Yeah, I think the main thing for most people is uh, you need to be fully vaccinated. And what they mean by fully vaccinated is you need to have had your second jab at least seven days before you step foot on the ship. You'd still need to take a rapid test whilst going on board. Uh, vaccinations are only for people who are aged 18 and above, but anyone who is below 18 years old will need to do a PCR test between five days and 24 hours, again, before stepping on board. They need to bring those results with them, and then they're going to be tested again before going on. So it makes you feel really safe, doesn't it? Because you know that everyone coming on board no one's going to be bringing anything on board and it's all going to be as safe and secure as possible yeah it does i mean i know some people have been disappointed um you know particularly uh younger people younger families um that perhaps won't have been vaccinated in time for the cruise but 
I don't think Disney really had much choice. And, and certainly of the, the people that I've spoken to, to our clients, they do feel reassured that they know that all the adults on the ship are going to have been vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, Disney are just following UK government uh, guidelines um, and rules. So it's not down to them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, virtually every other cruise line that's operating in the UK this summer is requiring people to be vaccinated. I mean, there are some exceptions, um, but most of the cruise lines are saying everybody's got to be vaccinated. So that would be children as well. So there'll be very few children who have actually had the vaccine by now, only those people who've got uh, underlying health problems. So at least they are being flexible on people aged under 18, which I am very pleased about because my daughter, we will be going, I think, about two weeks before her 18th birthday. So, uh, which is one of the reasons we're on the first cruise as well, is so that we can get in there before she is 18. So she she doesn't have to be vaccinated, although she will need that PCR test. Um, because after after that, after her birthday, she wouldn't be able to come. So it just just works out quite well for us. Appreciate that doesn't work for absolutely everybody. Um, but Disney are being very flexible in terms of their terms and conditions for cancellations. So if people are thinking, well, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be vaccinated in time, then if it ends up that you're, you're not going to be, then they will let you cancel with a full refund. Of course, do check your terms and conditions with the, if you're booking through another agent um, or not through Disney, what their terms and conditions are, because they, they could be different. But certainly all our bookings really mirror Disney's uh, terms as well. So you've got that reassurance that if you aren't vaccinated, um, then you, you can have a refund. Yeah, and by booking with us as well, you've got someone who's going to be looking after sort of all the little bits and bobs for you. So we're going to be able to keep you updated because sometimes you get really long emails uh, sort of updating you on things. And, you know, we'll sift through that and tell you the bits that are really important, the things that you absolutely need to know. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of information and I think it, it doesn't help. I mean, we look, it is with all the best intentions, people posting so much on social media, but I think people sometimes are posting what they think rather than what is the facts so it is really easy to be misled or pick up the the wrong information if you're just relying on on facebook i mean we're finding lots of people who are doing these cruises are huge disney fans but i've never been on a cruise before and so lots of first timers um so the whole kind of cruise holiday is a little bit different than a, a land holiday too so yeah there's a lot of things to to think about on there and we'll we'll come on to that so so first of all, then, these cruises, where are they going from and where are they going to? Yep. So the first uh, set of cruises is from Liverpool, which is what you're going on to. Yep. Um, so that's from Liverpool from the 15th of July up until the 30th of July. Uh, then there's a little bit of a gap uh, for the ship to then get down to, to Southampton. And that will be starting from the 4th of August up until the end of August. That's the 30th. Another little gap where it goes uh, up to Newcastle. So it's on, back up north, from the, but on the other side of the country, which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And for people, yeah, people up in the northeast or coming down from Scotland, um, you know, that is, um, a, a, it's great we're having these regional departures yeah, rather yeah. than them all being yeah. from Southampton. I, I'm particularly excited about that. It opens it up to so many more people. After Newcastle, which is from the 3rd of September to the 11th of September, so there's only a, a, a few uh, cruises there, it's down to London Tilbury, which is from the 14th of September, and the last one, it finishes on the 1st of October. Yes, yeah, so we've got a good mix of school holiday dates, we've got some midweek and some weekend sailings and some outside of school holidays and they are the two um, and three night sailings from from all of those departure points and then there are some four night sailings from uh, Liverpool and Southampton um the two nights for me ah uh, yeah they're quite short aren't they I mean if you think you're boarding perhaps in the afternoon 
um, and you've got a full day there and then you're getting off quite early um, in the morning, the day you get off. But, you know, they're pretty well priced. If you just want to get a flavour, you've always wanted to go on a Disney cruise ship, you don't know what it's like, it's coming really close to where you live. Oh, yeah, well, I see. I'd still do it, wouldn't I? Definitely. If that was the only dates I could do or, you know, that fitted within my budget. Um, but if you can, you know, always go for a longer time. You know, I'm doing a three night cruise. I, I wish the dates worked for me to do a four night. I think whenever you go on a cruise, you just want to be on there longer, don't you? Though, if you go on a two night cruise, don't go there to relax. Go somewhere else to relax. You're going there because you want to cram in as much Disney entertainment and food as possible. Yeah, I know. It's still definitely worth doing. And you can link the cruises. So Disney are allowing you to do what they call back-to-back cruises. So that's you know linking two together. Um, the rules around these, though, are you do have to get off the ship um, in between the sailings. I mean, going back, you, you didn't always have to do that. But on these particular ones, because they've got to do all the the cleaning of the staterooms of the ship, you do have to disembark and you can't have a total um, cruise length of more than seven nights. So so you could put a three and four night together. You could put a two and three night together. And just if you if you wanted that bit longer, I know quite a few people who've done that. Yeah, I think there's some people who want to go do those kind of things. Um, The a lot of the other cruise lines won't let you do that. So it is really good at Disney that they're letting you do these back to back cruises for those people who just think, oh, you know, what, I'm going to do a two and a three night cruise back to back. I'm going to have my five nights. Yeah, you do have to get off, um, but you can kind of almost uh, treat it like a port. So the port for the day is Southampton. So you can go and have a look around uh, Southampton. I used to work on a cruise ship. So I used to be in and out of Southampton uh, quite a lot. It's not a huge amount to do in Southampton, but the town centre is quite nice. You can just uh, sort of pop up to there um, and then sort of have a little wander around. But for example, I've only been to Liverpool once, so I'd actually quite like to have a, a, a day in Liverpool. For me, it'd be quite nice. Yeah, Liverpool's an amazing city. I'm, you know, I'm really lucky to live close to Liverpool. I think down by the waterfront, um, especially, you know, I've been on a number of cruise ships um, in Liverpool for ship visits and looking out from the ship uh, to the city, I, I think is amazing because it's it's not a port that's right out of the city. You know, you're right there, you're next to the Liver building, um, you can walk along to the Albert Dock, to the museums, to um, you know, the Beatles experience. Um, so you are docked right in that city centre. So it's very easy to, to get off and wander around if it was a normal cruise and you were having a port day. So if you're doing a back-to-back, you could do that. Or if you're travelling to Liverpool, uh, you know, before your cruise, and then depending on what what you're able to do and what's open, yeah, I would definitely recommend spending some time in the city. It's an amazing city. Now, of course, when you're on the ship, for some people... The, the stateroom is the, a really important thing. And for people like me, every time I've been on a cruise, I've always taken the inside ones. If I'm paying for it, if I'm not paying for it, I, mean, I have actually been on uh, balconies and things like that before. The reason I take the inside ones is because I like a dark room. I have to sleep in a dark room. So I don't. Uh, the curtains on cruise ships tend to not be thick enough. Um, so that's the reason that I go for an inside one. Which uh, ca- uh, stateroom type are you in, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> Now, can you possibly guess? Well, I think you're at the opposite end to me. <laughs> yes, I'm more of a veranda kind of uh, uh, cruise stateroom, um, and that's what I have booked um, on this particular cruise. But as you say, we've got we've got the inside staterooms, um, the the, the lead-ins, the cheapest uh, cabins on the ship, uh, and yeah, people do love them. And my people who are regular cruisers, um, you know, go on a few cruises every year 
always book these because just for the reasons you said, they're nice and dark, easy to get to sleep. And also on most cruises, you're so busy, you're hardly in your stateroom. So um, whether or not you've got an inside, an ocean view or a veranda doesn't matter too much. But I do like to have a view of the outside. And if you're not too bothered about having a balcony, then an ocean view is a great choice. Um, So on the Disney Magic, these staterooms either have one large porthole or two small ones. Um, So that's brilliant if you want to have um, a view but you're not too bothered about going outside um, and I suppose I am quite brave choosing a veranda going on a UK cruise because who knows what the weather's going to be like <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps well, more used to a Caribbean cruise or a sort of southern European <laughs> cruise where you know, it's lovely to sit out on your balcony in the sunshine but yeah fingers crossed maybe it, it will be nice and sunny and then above that we've got the um, concierge um, staterooms and the suites so got some yeah really nice um, large suites and all of those concierge staterooms and the suites have access to the concierge lounge as well don't know exactly how that's going to operate on these cruises I mean I have been fortunate enough to do a cruise in a concierge stateroom um, before on a Disney cruise actually and and they do really look after you lots of little extras if there are things that are booked up that you haven't been able to book beforehand they can usually wave a bit of magic to um get things sorted for you so if you really want a special treat then one of those concierge staterooms or or the suites um or wants to go for and i when i, I did um a ship visit to the disney magic and was lucky enough to spend some time in the roy o disney suite which that and the walt disney Ooh. suite um the the top suites on, on the ship and yeah they uh the bit of an eye-watering price tag on them but you know, if you, uh, you know, a special occasion or there's a number of you going, then why not push the push the boat out, push the ship out. Push yeah. the boat out. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're on the subject, it is a ship, not a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the difference is between a ship and a boat? Well, I don't know, but this is definitely a ship. Uh, a ship can pull a boat, but a boat can't pull a ship. Okay, that seems like a good way to remember. But I got told this by a captain that... of a ship, so I'm okay. assuming it's right. <laughs> oh, I'm that annoying person who is always um, correcting people. <laughs> it's a ship! <laughs> um, and I think one of the things people find confusing when they haven't been on a cruise before is about what kind of straight room. Because, like, yeah, okay, we can understand, can't we? Inside, no windows. Ocean view, a window, but you can't go outside. A veranda, you've got a balcony. But within those, there are lots of different categories, aren't there? And you might hear people talking about, oh, I've got an 11B or a 4A or a 5C or whatever. And I would say not to get too hung up on all of that. So those categories, those references are really just because, of course, there are different sorts of inside staterooms. The inside of them will be exactly the same. Um, or you know, there are slightly different categories. So you've got a standard inside or a deluxe inside depending on the size but then also you're paying a premium depending on the location of your stateroom on the ship yeah it all sort of goes back to when cruise ships in back in the day you know they used to be a bit choppier and they sort of you know people got a bit more seasick uh, but today's cruise ships they're very very stable and uh, they can sort of go unless it's sort of like torrential kind of weather they're very kind of calm throughout the whole ship so beforehand people wanted to be didn't want to be um, at the front or the back of the ship because that would be the bit that would sort of like go up and down the most and the midship the middle of the ship is the bit that would sort of stay a bit more sort of bit I think think like a seesaw but nowadays the ships really don't kind of do that as much so a cabin that's at the front is usually a bit cheaper. A cabin that's at the back is usually a bit cheaper because people want to be in the middle. 
it's not because necessarily it's better now. It's because they're kind of in that mindset of it used to be better, and they kind of don't really know. So uh, they have to kind of have a way of differentiating the prices, and so they still use this kind of quite old-fashioned kind of way of doing it. The, the most expensive one ones are usually middle the middle deck right in the middle. So if you kind of put a big cross on the side of a ship. That one right in the middle, that's usually, apart from suites and concierge, that's usually one of the most expensive ones because it's middle and it's in the uh, uh, the middle deck as well. Yeah, as you say, lots of people do prefer a midship location. I mean, as well as, um, you know, in theory, it, uh, there being less movement on the ship. Um, also, possibly there's a little bit less noise. So if you're right at the back of the ship, at the aft, you might get a little bit of engine noise or vibrations. Um, and in the middle, you're kind of, it is a good location because you're nice and close to everything. You know, you, if you're right one end and you wanted to go to something right the other end, then of course you've got a slightly longer um, walk, whereas in the middle you're sort of close to everything. But I mean, this is not a huge ship. You know, we're not talking about one of the real mega ships. So nowhere is, is that far away from, from anything else. Um, and in terms of advice on how to choose your stateroom, I mean, I would start with budget. Yeah, how much do you want to, to spend? Clearly the insides are going to be that much um, cheaper. Um, everything else on board is going to be the same for you. You know, all the, the entertainment, the facilities and things outside your stateroom is going to be the same. So particularly if you're on a two-night cruise, I mean, really, you're not going to be in that stateroom very long, are you? Your family size. So most of the staterooms sleep up to um, four people. There are some that are only three people. Most of them are four. And then there are a very few of the veranda cabins that are, are family cabins that sleep five. They're a really good choice, actually, because... Um, they're quite a flexible sleeping accommodation. So they've got the queen bed. And unlike lots of other cruise ships, that queen bed can't be split. It's a fixed queen mm. double bed um, for two people to share. You've then got the sofa that turns into effectively a bottom bunk bed. Got a Murphy bed that pulls down from the ceiling. So that's your kind of four. But then the ones that sleep five have another pull down bed in, in front of them. Um, the door out to the the veranda um, and they are slightly larger as well so if you've got that uh, you know if you've got a family of five we're always saying disney a bit rubbish for families of five <laughs> in this case yeah they can accommodate you yeah i think a lot of people if they've never been on a cruise before they kind of equate it to what would we do if we were booking a hotel of course with the hotel you're not to book in the room you're booking the all the facilities and as you said it's exactly the same cruise. The only difference is where you're going to be laying your head for the night. So if it's your first one and you're not sort of worried necessarily about uh, veranda, then yeah, take an inside one if you want to sort of think, actually, oh, I'd like to sort of sit down and watch the world go by. Everything else, as you said, on board is going to be the same. And then there are connecting rooms or suites for larger groups. So um, if you're traveling you know, with a really big family or, you know, maybe sets of friends and you want to have um, connecting rooms, then you can do that. Um, a lot of the rooms do connect. Yeah. So if there's only a very few of a particular stateroom category left, you'll see it has GTY after it. So that's a guaranteed cabin. So they'll guarantee that you're going to get an ocean view or a veranda, but you can't actually choose the, the location on the ship. So if you're not too bothered about where you go, they're usually a little bit cheaper. Um, and then you'll find out closer to your departure date where your stateroom actually is. And sometimes you get you might get a cheeky upgrade. So if they've sold all the ocean views and you've got at least a guaranteed ocean view, you might end up with a veranda. Unusual these days, but uh, it can happen. It, it can happen. You always got to keep your fingers crossed, haven't you? So um, leaving the staterooms behind, um, 
what's the thing you're looking forward to most when you step on board? Oh, absolutely everything, you know. <laughs> I think it's just, it is having that Disney magic, just being on, um, you know, the cruise ship, but it could equally be being in a park. I mean, I think... Disney cruise ships like Disney resorts, they are a premium product. And you know, maybe when you compare the price of um, a different sort of cruise or a different sort of hotel, you're thinking, oh, that might be, that's quite an uplift from, uh, you know, staying somewhere else. Uh, but it is because I think the service, the little extra touches, um, little surprises, I, I don't know, it's, um, it is something else. So it's just that overall feeling of, of being in that Disney bubble, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing the characters again. Clearly, that's one of the things that makes the difference between going on a Disney cruise and going on an MSC or P&O cruise, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to seeing the characters. And I think we're going to get some quite special characters on these cruises. So although they haven't announced it, they've given us little hints, haven't they, in the in the pictures. Um, so certainly they've talked about the Marvel characters being on the ships. I mean, they're not always on. They have special Marvel cruises where you can uh, see the Marvel characters, but it does look like they could possibly be on these cruises. Um, the Frozen characters as well, it looks like they're going to, to be there. Um, that are you know, always really, really popular. And then we will get, yeah, Mickey and the gang. We'll have some princesses. Again, not going to be the same as usual. So no autographs. Don't take your autograph book because um, there's got to be the social distancing in place. But but Disney have got quite good at that, haven't they? I, mean, I know Disneyland Paris um, last summer, you were in the parks a lot and they were doing like the selfie spots and you could still have lots of really good character interaction, even though you couldn't get right close to them. I thought they were actually really, really good. I remember I had one uh, interaction with Thor and Loki, and I said to uh, to Thor, which is better? Thor had his hammer, and Loki had his staff. I said, which is better, a staff or a, or a, um, a hammer? And then, so they had a little fight for me to to, to show which one was right, <laughs> or which one was, was the best one. Because you can't get up close to them. They want to make you feel you know as welcome and as at home and as part of the experience as possible so if you can't give them a hug they they think of different ways to be able to do that by really interacting with you yes there is a distance between you but how can these characters really interact with you uh, more than without touching yeah and i think it's like you're gonna to have to pre-book some of these things um i mean usually on a disney cruise there will be some character encounters that you just uh, come across or you know they'll you can just queue up and see them and then others that you do have to um book and i'm sure on this occasion they are going to be taking bookings to, to meet characters and this brings me on to very nicely on to one of the things as soon as you have booked that you must, must do is download the Disney Cruise Navigator app. This is going to be what you need before you go, when you're on the ship, to keep up to date with everything, to book um, you know, all your activities, whether they're the ones that you pre-book before you get on the ship or the ones that um, you, you need to book when you're on there. So usually, like, like most cruise ships, you would get uh, of an evening nice piece of paper with your your navigator um, or different cruise lines call it different things with all the activities that are going to be um, going on on the ship on the next day and that's my favorite thing to do with a highlighter pen is go through and like right what am I doing I'm going to be here at this time here at that time and I mean I don't know whether they're going to have the paper versions but I, I think that, that all information is all going to be on the app and then you're going to instead of your highlighter pen you're going to have to tap uh, to, to see to say what you want to do. 
We're, we're slowly dragging you into the 21st century, Amanda, aren't we? Uh, slowly I bring- know. <laughs> I do like my paper, but yeah. And then things like in the restaurants, you know, there are going to be um, digital menus, so you'll be able to access those on your device um, rather than paper menus. So, that, yeah, they're thinking of lots of innovative ways so that they don't have to be passing things back and forth between people yeah i think if you came over to paris last year or you saw things that were happening uh sort of in Orlando and now with uh anaheim opening up as well you're going to see it's not going to be exactly the same because it is different regulations in different places and different ways of doing things but you will see more of the digital menus as opposed to paper menus and you're going to see things where um you know how social distances are going to work and things like that but you know this isn't Disney's uh, first rodeo. Uh, they know exactly what they're doing, uh, and I think this is going to be the. the I, I'm going to. You're going to feel completely safe um, with everything that's going on, all the procedures and all the extra steps that they're taking uh, on board. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do have confidence in them to, to do the right thing. We know that they're going to be operating at reduced capacity on the ship. They haven't confirmed. Um, exactly what that reduced capacity will be. Um, but the ship normally holds around 2,700 passengers, which, as we said before, is quite a lot smaller than a lot of, of, of cruise ships. Um, Rumours are it's going to be around 40%. I mean, we, we don't know exactly, um, but it is going to be much smaller numbers to enable that, that social distancing to take place. And to help speed things up, you need to complete your pre-trip embarkation health questionnaire and also check in online as well. So you don't actually have to check in when you get there. Please, when you check in online, it's going to give you a time to arrive. Please don't arrive before that time. You won't be able to get on early. Um, it's done that like that way to be able to stagger it out so that they can have the few amount of people in the queue as possible yeah so you always get a port arrival time when you're um going on your disney cruise but quite often if you do turn up early they would let you get on a little bit earlier but absolutely not this time because they've got to manage that social distancing and they will be um strictly adhering to those arrival times luggage you can take well two two bags per person which i mean the maximum time you're on the board this ship is um Four nights. So I don't think you're going to be needing two suitcases each, are you? Or maybe you'll need an empty suitcase and then be able to do all your shopping and bring everything off with you. But uh, I know lots of people, you were saying about what you're looking forward to. I know lots of people, it's the shopping they're most looking forward to. Yeah, I think that's the thing is, for a lot of people, they haven't been able to do shopping physically in person. Uh, for such a long time, and especially you know, for Disney merchandise, haven't been able to get up to Paris or Orlando, wherever they normally go to. So, yeah, I think a lot of people will be hitting the shops uh, as soon as they get on board for the sort of some, some uh, souvenir merchandise. Yeah, no, I'm sure there'll be some really, really cool merchandise. One of the things um, that I do like Disney for that you can take on board is all guests 18 and um, and over are allowed to bring some wine or some beer on board. Yeah, it's completely different to what they do with the other cruise lines, isn't it? That you're not you know, the other cruise lines, uh, um, they take it off of you sometimes and uh, put it to one side. Or if you buy it from duty free, you have to pick it up on the last day or it gets delivered to your stateroom. Whereas at Disney, they're kind of quite laid back about that, aren't they? Uh, um, I mean, I've... They don't let you do that in the parks, I can tell you that. They don't let you take a bottle no, of wine into the not. park. <laughs> yeah, and you can't bring an unlimited amount. So it's um, two bottles of wine per person or a six-pack of beer in your carry-on luggage. But quite nice if you wanted a bottle of fizz to have on your balcony or maybe maybe this is just me and you know, what I'm going to be doing. But, uh, you know, and they do have the fridges 
in the stateroom so you can have yeah that nice bottle of fizz on chill uh, to have a pre-dinner drink you um it is just for consumption in your stateroom and um, you can take an unopened bottle into one of the dining rooms but then they will charge you um, a corkage fee so yeah it's really just to have um pre-dinner or after dinner drink perhaps in in your stateroom the uh, your daughter is is not of age so she will not be drinking alcohol anywhere on board will she she won't no. no. So this was, I mean, originally when the cruise dates were coming out, we were thinking, oh, she was, oh, I must go when I'm over 18. So it's normally when you're on a Disney cruise ship in the US, you've got to be 21 to have a drink. Um, but if they're in the UK and parents sign, sign a waiver, then they can drink from um, age 18. Um, but then she wouldn't have been vaccinated, so she couldn't go. So we've, uh, yeah, she's going before 18, so she'll... I'm sure she'll manage for three nights. <laughs> I think a lot of people might have a little drink uh, in the in their stateroom before going to dinner. So there's two different sort of dinner uh, times. There's the main seating, which is at 5.45 p.m. And then you've got the second seating, which is 8.15 p.m. So a lot of people who've got younger kids, they're going to go for the main dining, 5.45 p.m. I mean, that, that was sort of the time when I was younger that I used to have my dinner, sat there watching Neighbours. Um, so I assume kids still kind of eat that sort of time. Uh, for me, now i'd prefer to eat a bit later sort of 8 15 p.m then i've got a bit more time to sort of do the activities throughout the day and also sort of chill out relax have a shower before going um do you know what time your book's in for amanda you've chosen yeah yours? so i'm the i'm the second seating yeah. um so that's the later one i mean they're the guide times aren't they i mean they have said they're going to stagger arrival so i'm sure even if you're in the the main seating around 5 45 it might be that they're saying well some come at 5 30 some 5 45 some six lot just because so that everybody isn't arriving all at the same time um yeah usually when we're doing cruises um out of port canaveral um we have to do the main seating because we're still jet lagged and we're falling asleep <laughs> by the time we get to the second seating so um but this time we're in the uk so no jet lag issues um so yeah we'll have the, the second seating yeah and uh you also move around to different restaurants as well don't you yeah so a really unique thing about disney cruises is they have what they call rotational dining i don't think any other cruise ships have this um so there are the three main dining rooms there's lumiere's Rapunzel's Royal Table and Animator's Palette. Um, so if you're in a th- on a three-night cruise, you would get to experience all of those restaurants for dinner. Um, when you um, you just get allocated it, which one is you know your first night, second night, third night. Um, it's printed on your um, your cruise card. It'll be on your navigator app. But the really cool thing is, as, as well as you moving around the restaurants, your waiting staff move with you too. So they kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, just uh, they're there. You turn up the first night, you have your waiting staff. And I think on cruise well, you really get to know your waiting staff, don't you? They get to know what drinks you like and that sort of thing, what recommendations them in terms of food and any dietary requirements. And then second night, there they are, popping up again in the next restaurant. Yeah, I think it's sort of... What a lot of people who've never taken a cruise before don't realise actually how personal the service can be on board a cruise ship. Yeah, I said before, the, the, the service aboard, I think every single cruise I've been on uh, has been amazing. And particularly Disney, they they really go that extra mile. Um, usually on a cruise, you can ask to be seated with other people if you want to. So if there were just two of you and you wanted to sit with other people, then you could request that. On these cruises, it will only be your family group that are seated together um, for dinner. Um, if you're travelling with another family, then you can request to have your bookings linked um, and then up to 10 people can be seated together. But you've got to do that beforehand so that they know that you're one you know, group of family and friends to be seated together. 
Yeah, that's fair enough, isn't it? Um, and then where else can you get food on board? Because it's not just obviously sort of like your dinner. Oh, well, there's, there's lots, of, yeah, lots of places. You're not going to be uh, short of places to eat. Um, so as well as the three main um, dining rooms, um, and then if you're, so if you're on a three-night cruise, you're going to experience all of those. If you're only on a two-night cruise, then unfortunately you're, there's going to be one that you're going to, to miss. Um, and on the four-night cruises... Um, you'll repeat one of them. Um, but there's also Palo, which is the adult-only dining room. Um, I haven't actually eaten in there. I would really like to. I was kind of tempted this time, but so you've you've got to be 18. And then, yeah, just leaving my daughter on her own to eat doesn't sound very fair, does it? So maybe next time, next time I do a Disney cruise. Um, so there's additional cost for that. And they're doing dinner um, or brunch. Um, the brunch is normally a buffet, but no buffets at all on, on, on these cruises. Um, so it will be served to you. Um, and the usual buffet restaurant cabanas. Um, not exactly sure what they're doing with that. It's definitely not going to be buffet. Um, so it may be um, maybe table service. It may be you going up and then um, a cast member is serving you. So we don't exactly know how that's going to operate just at the moment. Yeah, if it's similar to what they're doing in the parks in America, they're doing sort of what's called family style dining where they basically bring you a massive platter for so if it's for four people, they bring you enough food for four people. Well, it's American sized portion, so it's, it's enough food for eight <laughs> people. But uh, they're bringing you enough food and a bit of a sample of everything that's, that's there. Uh, if it's similar to what they do over in, in Paris uh, with the buffet restaurants uh, beforehand, you will then get a menu um, with with uh, say a plate of this a plate of that and then you just get you just ask your waiter and your waiter will go up and go and get you a pre-made plate of something uh, and bring it back to you but and of course you could just keep asking for more it's a buffet but you end the but you just don't have to get up which also means that you don't end up with those weird combinations on one plate as well because <laughs> but we like, we those, do weird like those weird combinations <laughs> curry and dolphin wild potatoes and everything <laughs> all on one plate yeah it's not what you'd have at home but on a buffet it, it works yeah. And then you've got all the usual quick service places as well, up by the pool. Um, you've got places where you can get burger and pizza, hot dogs, all that kind of food. Um, again, it would usually be, um, say you go up to a um, counter and request it. Um, there's definitely going to be uh, crew members, cast members who are, are serving um, those to you this time. Same with like the self-service drink stations. So all your soft drinks, um, they are included in your cruise fare. So um, soft drinks, teas non-speciality coffees that kind of thing normally they're self-service but they will actually be served to you um now there's also i really like the cove cafe so this is an adult only um you do have to pay for the speciality coffees that you get in here but all the delicious cakes and snacks and things you see they are all included so yeah you go and pay for your coffee but then everything else uh you can just order as you want to well, i do like i do like a piece of cake i don't drink tea or coffee but i i do like a piece of cake yeah i'm i kind of say we've talked about this before i can't have gluten so that really you can get gluten-free cakes but they're they're nowhere near as nice <laughs> but, uh, and, and speaking of dietary requirements disney you know brilliant in the parks and really really good on the cruise ships um on the navigator app you can um click to say if you've got any particular dietary requirements or if you've got any very complex needs that are you know not catered for by just clicking a box you can get in touch with their special assistance department or you can let us know and we can can do that on your behalf uh, yeah um, a lot of people also like to prepay for the gratuities don't they um so how does that work or with a disney cruise so gratuities um like on all well, most cruises you, you do have to pay those in, in addition to your cruise fare and 
Um, I, we do get lots of questions, particularly first-time cruisers, saying, oh, I forgot to pay those, and that seems a lot on top. But I think when you experience the service, um, it's definitely, you know, excellent value for money. You can get them added to your bill before um, you go, so you can prepay them. Or if you don't, they'll just automatically be added to your onboard bill for you to pay. Um, and they are expected. So unless you've had a really major issue with service, which I guarantee you won't have because, you know, they're so good at sorting things out, um, then then don't go and ask to have them taken off. You can do, but, you know, really they go way over and above to provide amazing service and it's part of their earnings. So, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. And it gets split between those people who you see and then all those people who also you don't see as well. So you're not going to see the chefs, you're not going to see the people behind the scenes and it gets split between them as well. So uh, it's a really nice way because normally, you know, if you're sort of doing leaving uh, uh, maybe a tip in a restaurant, it's the server that's going to get it. Um, whereas it's a nice way of spreading that out uh, to everyone sort of like working really hard to make sure you have an amazing cruise. And then the other person that that you pay good duties to as well is your stateroom host. So that's the person who's going to be cleaning your stateroom every day, looking after it, turning down the beds for you. And yeah, they they are great. Uh, so no one just spoiling surprises, but they're they're pretty good at a towel animal, aren't they? So you can maybe expect a little something when you go back to your your stateroom, and they'll really go out of their way to make sure you have um, a special time. Um, I know, and it is often the people who ask me about gratuities before they go, when they come back, they say, oh, yeah, we paid the standard amount, but then we left kind of quite a lot more for our stateroom host because they were so brilliant. Um, and yeah, they will be. Again, quite often the extra gratuities you would leave in, in cash, they're not really going to want you to do that now. So there will be a way to, to do that um, sort of electronically um, online as well. And before we finish off on dining, one thing I do have to, you definitely have to do, is the room service because that is included in your cruise fare as well. You're not paying anything extra. Some things on the room service menu, there is an upcharge, but it's very clear what they are. But otherwise, everything is included. And I know you've just had dinner. Yeah, you maybe gone and done some entertainment, but who doesn't like a late night Mickey bar or um, a burger or some cookies, cookies and milk late at night? Um, you know, so it's got to be done, hasn't it? Yeah, I've, I've read somewhere that Calories don't count when you're at sea. As soon, as, soon as you, as soon as you, you're on sea, calories don't count. That's why you never see a fat dolphin. I believe is what, <laughs> is what I've been. They're told. not on the ship, but they're in the sea. They're in the sea. So it's the being around the sea element. I think it's something to do with the salt that soaks well, it up, yeah. the salt air or something like that. So yeah, have as many sort of burgers and and things like that. But but why not? Why wouldn't you? If you, you it's included. Uh, make most of it i know my kids when they were little they they did really enjoy that you know oh you can choose these things then somebody's going to bring it to your stateroom to have your yeah, glass of milk some cookies before bed and you know or a nice early breakfast room ser- so first breakfast pre-breakfast. let's call it that first breakfast yeah. pre-breakfast yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know again this i'm dreaming now of a nice sunny day um gonna have my room service breakfast brought to me sit on that balcony nice orange juice some fruit oh, yeah Definitely got to be done before then you go to full breakfast later. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> be rolling me off the ship. Definitely. Now, <laughs> it's not just, uh, well, as much as we make it, make it out to be, it's not just e- eating on board, is it? There is actually other things to do, isn't there, Amanda? Yeah, no, there's certainly lots to do. I mean, we don't know exactly what is um, going to be available. You know, we know what the activities are usually on, on cruise ships and, and some of them will be just the same. So we've already seen some of the pre-bookable activities. So things like um, wine tasting, cocktail making, 
champagne tasting I quite like the sound of um, that you can do um, things for the children so there is a Bippity Boppity Boutique on board so we have those um, in, in the parks too so you can go and get your little prince or princess uh, made over and then there's usually things like quizzes sort of game show sort of format things they do have I really like I hope they have this who wants to be a mouseketeer see what could that be like my kids yeah my kids were chosen to to be in this and I think it's one of my proudest moments when they got there who wants to be a mouseketeer pin they put that on this on their CVs well, if they haven't, they should do. CV worthy, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there, there are some um, adult-only areas. So there's an adult-only pool, um, as well as family-friendly spaces. Um, some of the bars in the evening are only open to guests over 18 um, after nine o'clock, but there are family lounges too. And they're, they're usually the ones where they're having yeah, the quizzes or kind of more low-key shows. Um, I mean, speaking of shows, I mean, one of the highlights of the cruise are the live shows in the Walt Disney Theatre. Yeah, I think this is a definite highlight for most people because you get to go and watch a West End style show. Include so again, when people look maybe at the sort of the, the overall price of going to going on these cruises, they go, oh, it might be a bit a bit more than I kind of thought." Well, you go, "Well, how much is a ticket to go and see a, a show in the West End? Have dinner beforehand, stay overnight in London, and you start to add it up, and you go, actually." Better value to go on a cruise, isn't it, than it is to go for yeah. uh, for a night in London to go and see Aladdin or Lion King or something like that. So you, it's a great way of experiencing, and I think we're all kind of missing live entertainment. It's a great way of going to see some live entertainment, just being in that amazing atmosphere. Yeah. So we don't know; they haven't announced what the the show is going to be, and on on this particular these particular cruises, there is only going to be um the one show. Rather, usually there would be a show every every night of your cruise. Um, and there will have to be reserved show times so that they can limit the number of people going. And you will be able to book that from 30 days before your, your cruise date. Do that online through your cruise um, line navigator app. So, Amanda, are you going to be brave enough to go on the aqueduct? Uh No. <laughs> <laughs> You knew the answer to that. I did know the answer to that, but it's, you know, it's a nice way of segueing into it. So yeah, there is there's the the water slide um, on the ship. There are the pools. We talked about the adult pool. There's also a family pool, and for younger guests, there is um, the splash area as well. Um, for the family pool, that you again, you're going to have to reserve a time just so that they don't have too much crowding. And um, there'll be more details of how to do that. And the slide, yeah, they'll be physically distancing um, so that people, uh, you know, are not all together. And of course, for the children, I can't believe we've not mentioned it yet. We've got the amazing kids club. So we've got the Oceaneers Club and the Oceaneers Lab. Um, and therefore, children age three to 12. Um, and although I'm not age three to 12, I would very much like to go and enjoy the uh, the kids clubs. I've been in there um, with my own kids when they were, were little. Um, and then when I was on a ship visit as an agent, uh, I was fortunate enough to go and ha- um, be shown around them when there weren't any children in there. And yeah, they... Oh, full on Disney theming. They have spared nothing. There are there's big Andy's Andy's room with all the the Toy Story things. There's lots of Marvel stuff in there. There's lots of craft craft activities, organised activities with the um, with the Disney counsellors. Um, on these particular cruises, then they're, they're not um, unlimited in terms of the times that you can have your kids in there. I think it's just a, a one and a half hour. 
um, session on embarkation day and then two and a half hour long sessions on the, the sea days that have to be reserved in advance. So again, that's so that they can accommodate everybody um, and share at the time. You will be able to book additional sessions if there are those available, but that's what they're saying that you can do. If I was a parent, I'd be making the most of those hour and a half and two and a half hour yeah. sessions so I can have a bit of time to go off and go and do other things without the kids. And they really do love them. I mean, my kids are not really when they were younger, not kids club kids. You know, some some children really like those things. Mine, mine didn't particularly. But I thought, you've got to go and dry. It's a Disney grizz. It'll be, you know, it'll be amazing. And then it was like going to pick them up. Well, we'll just leave, you know, stay for an hour, see what it's like. And then you're coming back and like, we don't yeah. want to leave. You know, we're fine. We'll just stay here because, yeah, they, they are really, really special. And then for, there are um, also areas for older kids. So you've got Edge for 11 to 14-year-olds and um, 14 to 17-year-olds, you have Vibe. Um, so for the older kids, they can come and go as they want to. The younger kids, it, it's really, really secure. Um, so um, they're sort of booked in and out, but you know, lots of security. Um, I have heard people, oh, I couldn't do that. What if they escape? What if they jump over the balcony? All those kind of things. It just it just can't happen um, with security with the kids' clubs and then also being able to get outside of, of the ship and... Um, you know, it, they, they are very, very well looked after. Yeah, they're not going to be able to get away. Uh, and Disney sort of signing in and signing out policies and things are, are really going to good as well. So, yeah, you're leaving your kids in the best sort of possible care and hands, really, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Now, also on board, there's It's a Small World Nursery. So this is for under threes. But on these particular cruises, this won't be open. Um, but if you're on a regular cruise, um, yeah, you, they do have that nursery for the small ones. But that is um, a paid um, facility. All the other kids clubs are included in the cruise fare. Um, a few other things that Disney are putting in place um, just to make sure that everybody's kept safe and secure. So it's all contactless payments on, on board. You just get your... You put your card against um, your stateroom and then it'll be, just be charged to that at the end of your trip. Um, and then you'll get digital receipts as well coming through to your app. All onboard payments are in US dollars, um, but they convert it into to pounds. Um, yeah, there's usually a pretty good conversion rate. Normally when you're on a ship, you've got guest services you can go to if you've got any questions. So they're also... They're doing that, but making it so that uh, you're not all queuing up there and all together. So there'll be a live chat on your Navigator app um, or you can schedule an appointment if you want to actually go and talk to somebody um, face to face. You will need to be wearing masks all the time when you're on this cruise. So anybody age 11 and up needs to be wearing a mask um, all the time, apart from when you're in the pool or if you're eating. And of course, you could remove it. But all of the rest of the time, you'll need to be wearing your mask when you're moving around the ship. Don't need to wear it in your stateroom. So again, when I'm on my veranda, I'll be fine then. Younger children, um, they are recommending that you wear um, the masks, but it's not going to be enforced and they don't have to. Um, it is hard with little ones, isn't it, making them wear the masks? Yeah, if they wear them at school, they're going to kind of be quite used to them. I think it just depends on, on the child. If they're used to doing it already, then actually they might just automatically just wear it because they just think that's what we kind of do anyway. But if they haven't been wearing them before, then maybe not. I mean, you, you know your kids better than we do, so... Yeah, but for adults, it definitely will be. And they aren't making any exceptions to that. So it may be that if you've got some kind of special need or, um, you know, you're not comfortable wearing a mask. Unfortunately, this isn't going to be the cruise for you, because if you are 11 up, then, then you do need to be wearing the masks all of the time. 
I mean, these staycation cruises, they are going to be a bit different than usual, but I think that's part of the appeal. I've spoken to so many people who are kind of, oh, I've I've just got, well, this is me as well. I've just got to go because this might not ever happen again. Um, Okay, we do have the Disney magic um, over in Europe regularly, but they're doing the longer cruises quite a lot more expensive might be places that you don't want to go to um but the fact these are are coming they're a lot more affordable because they're shorter and they're coming to the from these regional departure points as well um and i know they're going to be some surprises aren't there because they're going to want to make it really special yeah they're going to want people who'd be taking photos and talking about this uh, on instagram and facebook and things like that and I know. Oh, you're making me feel really excited yeah. again all about it. So, yeah, I want Countdown. Uh, no, it will be good. I mean, and there is still availability. There's, there's limited availability. So a lot of, I don't think there's any dates now that I've got any of the inside staterooms available. Um, but there definitely are some veranda um, and some ocean view left um, from some of the departure ports. And availability will change as well. As we said, Disney offering very flexible terms and conditions. So people may have options on cruises and just have them held um, or they may decide that they they don't want to go if they haven't been vaccinated in time. Um, So it's definitely worth to keep checking or just give us a call. I know I've got a bit of a wait list for people going on um, and yeah, checking regularly to see if we can get them what, what they'd like. Yeah, we've got quite a few people on the wait list who are just waiting to uh, one some people need to check to check the dates off off of work but also you know they want the sort of sort of certain type of of cabin on a particular day um, if you are flexible that is even better because it means that you can kind of uh sort of pick and choose a bit more uh, if you don't have kids don't go in august because it's gonna be busy full of kids you go in september when there's no kid when the kids are back at school and you're gonna have a sort of slightly different kind of experience um and also it, the prices are also sort of a, a bit better as well for you yeah there's more available for those later dates as well so the ones that going from Newcastle and Tilbury um, there's a bit more availability than there is on the um, Liverpool and Southampton dates so definitely check those out so shall we finish off with some top tips for these Disney staycation cruises so my top tip is to make sure you download the app and start using that. That's basically going to be your key to everything. Everything you're going to be doing on board pretty much is going to be ran through the app. So uh, contacts, guest uh, relations if you if you need to. Uh, you can book everything that you want to do in advance. You, know, you can check your dining time, see which restaurant you're going to be in. Make sure you download the app and start using it. And another tip that's related to that is make sure you switch your phone to airplane mode. Okay, you're not on a plane, but you are going to be going out to sea, even if it's like not, not that far. Um, and yeah, it's really, really expensive to be using um, your phone when you are out at sea. Um, you could end up with a very expensive bill. Um, you don't need any kind of Wi-Fi to use the app. You can, can just um, use that completely free of charge, even when you're on the ship. If you do need Wi-Fi um, to keep in touch with family, you can buy packages um but yeah it is quite pricey yeah i mean it depends on how, sort of how close they're going to be sort of sailing um, i remember when i was on sort of cruise ships that go around the uk you can sometimes pick up the signal make sure you switch roaming off that's the main thing because if it does connect yeah. to the the ship's um signal uh that's horrendously expensive um uh, but if you can pick up your home network because you might be able to depend on how close to sort of um sailing then yeah you use it but to be honest you, you should be off doing things you should be really busy you shouldn't be on your phone yeah i'm taking a teenager just remember this so yeah i may have to uh stump up for the wi-fi package no 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 no, no. it's only it's only three nights i'm sure they can be away from tiktok and instagram and things like that for a couple of nights yeah i'm not sure i can be though so uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so my next top tip is 
make sure you keep checking the Know Before You Go micro site and particularly make sure you meet all the mandatory requirements around vaccination and testing, uh, you know, that you you don't want to be getting on the day, boarding the ship and then finding that you don't have all the right documentation about vaccinations or testing. Uh, my next top tip is just enjoy it. I think sometimes people, uh, whether if you, know, if, if you can't get onto a three or four night cruise for whatever reason, you're just going to go on a two night cruise, just enjoy it. Just make the most of being away being in that disney bubble yeah i think particularly on social media there's a lot of hype isn't there about oh i couldn't get this activity i wanted to do or you know i'm not going to be able to do this or that and people focusing perhaps on what they can't do um and you're still going to have an amazing time um and availability does open up for things when you when you're on board so yeah keep that glass half full um <laughs> you are really lucky if you're going to get on to go on one of these cruises yeah. and you're going to have an amazing time. first world problems isn't it that you can't uh get your first priority uh, uh pick to go on to the, the water slide or something like that you have to change the sort of time yeah, or something like that. i know but I yeah know. i mean it's difficult isn't it because you know you really want to go and you want to do everything um but yeah just just spend time just enjoying all the the little bits and pieces around the ship as Definitely. well and of course i have got to have a top tip around eating and um, so make sure that you order some room service while you're there have a late night snack or an early breakfast order a mickey bar um yeah don't forget to tip the person who brings your food there and add that onto the bill definitely yeah definitely and finally if you've not booked just do it you're going to have serious fomo when everybody else is putting on their social media that they're on these cruises as we said there is still some availability um so get in touch and have a chat with us and we can sort it out so that you're going to be on one of these amazing cruises and that's all for this week we really hope you enjoyed this show and you're excited as we are for these uk disney staycation cruises Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I know we'll be talking about Disney Cruises again because we're also very, very excited for the new Disney Wish that's going to be available to book very soon. So uh, make sure you check that out as well. And if you'd like to find out more about Fairytale Holidays and how you can book your next holiday with us, then please visit our website. That's fairytaleholidays.co.uk and you can find all the links in the show notes. So thanks for listening. And have a magical day. (laughs) 